When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. With every monthly bill, like rent and car payments, you know exactly what you're getting when you pay for it. But health insurance plans feel like the total opposite. They're confusing and expensive. Then when you actually have to use your benefits, there are deductibles, claims, processes, and other red tape to deal with. But CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. CrowdHealth is simple, transparent, and affordable. As a member, you'll get a personal care advocate who is with you every step of the way to help navigate the complexities of health events. They'll even negotiate bills on your behalf and could save you thousands of dollars in the process. Plus, you'll get access to thousands of other members who are ready to help pay for large health expenses. Experience healthcare freedom with CrowdHealth. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com, code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for healthcare. Terms and conditions may apply. Yeah, man, what's going on, man? This your boy, Ladino, man. I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Best. Gang. I said, open up my mind for the money count. Bro lied in the cell, he going away, told him hold it down. Peaked up as always, I pray to God that he... Alright, so we got Lil Dino jumping off the porch with us today. I know what's going on, man. We turned up. Yes. I mean, we here. Yes, sir, man. How you feeling today, bro? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, woke up on the good side of the bed. I mean, okay. Just chilling. For real. That's what's good, man. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, you coming yeah, by yeah. today, too. Man, man, appreciate you for real. No problem, man. Go ahead and introduce who you got sitting behind you today, too, man. Yeah, man. See, I got I got my brother, Randy. So I'm saying, I got my brother, Lil J Bo. I got my little brother, Tom. So I'm saying, Up Light. You know what I'm saying? Four gang. Up Light gang. You know okay. they go. That's what's good, man. For sure, for sure. All right, so you Atlanta native, right? Yeah, yeah, born and raised. Okay. What mm. part of the city are you from? I'm originally from the west side. I moved from the west side when I was about nine, and now we stay on the south side, like okay. Hamilton Road area. Okay. Uh-huh. So not too far from here, then. Yeah, right nah, down nah, the street. Nah, 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 yeah, down the street. When we put it in GPL, we realized how close it was. We're like, <laughs> damn, it's right down the street. Nah, for sure. For man. sure, for sure. All right, so how would you describe your childhood growing up on the west side before you, you know, made that transition to the south side? Then? Um, it was cool for me, like any typical growing up, you know, in any neighborhood for real, you know, sometimes lights be out, sometimes waters be out. You know, like throughout any situation, we tried to make the best out of it. I grew up with a lot of siblings, so my crib had all my cousins, my sisters, my brothers, mm-hmm. for me, like it was deep for me. So like, it was cool though, it was cool. Everything was, it was copacetic, it wasn't too hard. Okay. For sure. Are you for like sure. uh, on the younger side of your siblings, the older yeah, side? Where uh, do you fall in? Yeah, yeah. On, on my yeah, I was the youngest. I was really? the who I live with. Okay. Yeah, I got a lot of other siblings. You feel me? Where I'm like kind of the oldest, but that's on my pop side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was that like being the youngest in the house? Then people watching yeah. out over you, kind of yeah, protecting hey, you. Yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. My big brothers, they watched over me. For me, everybody kind of, you know, like I always kind of got my way since I was the youngest. Yeah. You feel me? My dukes and pops, they always kind of gave me what I wanted. And like, I never really got in too much trouble because they was the ones getting in trouble. <laughs> you feel me? But like, you know, it was cool. Like, I used to get like my big brother, she was kind of pick on me to roughing me up. Mm-hmm. I ain't know what they were doing back then. I used to get on their ass like, you feel me? But 
Now I realize, like, it turned me to who I am today type shit. Yeah, kind of molding you, kind of getting exactly. prepared for, you know, life ain't sweet out it here. It ain't. Man. It ain't at all, you feel me? On God. So, yeah, that's exactly what they were doing. I appreciate them for that. Yeah, definitely, man. For sure, for sure. And I see, you know, you've been through a lot of tragedy in your life. Definitely, man. definitely. Um, you talk about uh, your grandmother and you found yeah. her when you were five years old? Yeah, I was seven when I, I was seven. She had passed away type shit. And um, it was crazy because, like, that day, I had woke up, usually like around that age, I used to wake up every day. My dudes used to wake me up for school. Mm -hmm. That particular day, she didn't wake me up. I just ended up waking myself up around like 7.30, 8 o'clock, something like that. And I just remember looking down over the stairs and seeing my mom, she crying. Like I'm hearing her cry. So I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. You know, at that age, I didn't really know what was going on for real. So I look over and I just see her crying with my step pops. They walking out the crib. He like, man, just go back in your room. So I'm like, Nah, something ain't right. So they walk out the door, and my sister, my older sister, she in the bathroom getting, um, getting ready and stuff for school because she was going to college at the time. So while she in the bathroom, in my, I'm in my room just sitting trying to figure out, like, what's going on? Like, I'm trying to figure out my mom crying. So I go, like, instantly I kind of already knew what it was because my grandma was already sick. Feel me? She was sick. Um, she had already had, like, little surgeries and stuff like that. I think she had, like, a tumor and stuff like that. So I had went and knocked on my sister, though, like, hey, look, I think something wrong with grandma. So she like, what? She in the shower. I hear her, she like, what? I'm like, yeah, I think something wrong with grandma. She hop, instantly hop out the shower. We get in the car. She supposed to be going to school. We go straight to my grandma's crib. My grandma there, feel me? She passed, she dead, you know what I mean? Like, and I was so young at that age. Like, I was like my first time seeing somebody dead, you know what I'm saying? So I look, I'm like, it was scary for me. She had bitter tongue and shit for me. Um, they don't really know the cause. I think they said like she had like a seizure or something like that before she passed, so she had bitter tongue. It was like blood and stuff. I just remember it was just dumb graphic, you feel me? Yeah. Like that was my first time, like really like knowing like, okay, this this life shit real. People actually die for real, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's how it was for real. Yeah, that's probably why your mom was trying to keep you away from going over there. Type shit. Tell you of course, of course, yeah. of course. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. And then you lost 13 people in a Man. two year span? Bro, hell yeah. Like, it was crazy. Um, first, first it was Benson. Benson, I went to school with him. Uh, we went to all boys school. Mm -hmm. Uh, called FLA. He had died. I think somebody had shot one of his mans or something like that. Had shot him on accident or something. He had died. Then later on, um, my man's Jalen died in a car accident. Him, his brother, and his brother friend, they died in a car accident. And then after that, um, four of the guys died from Langston. Langston, like right down the street from where I live at. One of the guys named Zay, that was like my guy, you know what I mean? And then there was another dude named Tay. Me and bro had exchange words, we were cool. After that, my cousin Leyland had got shot. Uh, my cousin Riyadh had got shot in the back of the head on Cleveland. Oh, um, and then this year, my man's leak, he died. Well, no, I'm skipping somebody, Narquise. Narquise had um, committed suicide last year, and then this year, well, 2021, my man's leak had died from overdosing. Oh, wow. So yeah, like, that shit crazy. Like death, I feel like like as I gotten older and the more it happened, I ain't gonna say I got numb to it or immune, but like, like I, I know what it is now, feel me? Like I'm old enough to know like, that's what we all gotta go through. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's how that shit go. Does that make you just wanna kinda even go even harder? Like, if you know, like at any oh, point, this shit could be over with. Exactly, man. that's the whole thing. Like. And I feel like when people, I feel like it's kind of good for people to go through certain situations because it allows them to realize like, 
this shit, like you said, it could be over at any time. So it's like when you know that, you know like I gotta go hard every day. I got people that's looking over me. I got people that's looking, you know what I'm saying, looking up to me. So it's like I gotta go hard, I gotta put on. You know what I mean? Cause when it's all over, it's over. You can't come back and try to relive it again. It's a wrap. So you just gotta go hard and make success happen while you're here type shit. That's real shit, man. That's a fact, that's a fact. So do you put like all that pain into your music too? Or do you every try time. And, Yeah. Every time, like, like with the music, um, I got a lot of type of music that I put out. You know what I mean? Like I got songs for the ladies, like love songs. Then I, I might drop a few turnt songs, like club bangers and shit like that. But like when it comes to the pain music, like I feel like that's the one that represents me the most because I done, I done seen a lot of shit. You know what I mean? I done been through the shit. I done took some L's. I done took some W's. I done seen people around me take L's. So it's like, I feel like I could talk about that. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and that's what connected me the most for real. Nah, definitely. Uh-huh. Do you write uh, your raps or do you just freestyle and punch in then? Yeah, I punch in. I punch in. I ain't wrote a rap. I ain't wrote a rap since I first started. That was like, what, 20? Almost end of 2018. Oh, really? Yeah, 2018. That was the last time I wrote something for real. Okay. That's a fact. So what got you into making music at first? Um, it was my man's. Like, my man's, he was the one that was rapping. And his sister had, like, a little studio at her crib. And he was telling me, like, bro, I need you. Like, he was making songs, telling me he wanted me to just come kick it with him at the studio. Next thing you know, he done tricked me into making a song. Everybody <laughs> tricked, tricked They done tricked me into making a song type shit, feel me? And that's how it went, feel me? I made the song, and it was decent. Dropped yeah. the song, maybe like two weeks later, had like 20,000 on SoundCloud. Oh, shit. Then while I'm in high school. Yeah. So at that point, I was like, I might take it serious. I still ain't take it serious. A couple months later, went to New York, ran up with one of my mans. He was a rapper, too. He like, bro, I got this studio, bro. They make some music. Made like 20 songs in like six days. Oh, wow. Came back to Atlanta, like, I right, fuck it, I'm gonna take it serious for real. Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it for real, so. So I think it kind of came natural to you then, man. Yeah, like, yeah. you was kind of born into this shit. Kind of, yeah. Like, cause, like, my whole life, I was never one to be no rapper. I remember, like, when I was, like, maybe, like, eight, nine, nine, ten years old, something like that, I had made, like, a little song with my friends and shit. But it was some bullshit. We weren't trying to be no rapper, we were just playing around. Yeah. So after that, I never thought about rapping. I already had other goals. Like, I know I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do to make some money, but it wasn't to be rapper. And later on, the rap just came out of nowhere and was like, fuck it, I'm going to take the opportunity. Were you surprised that so many people were fucking with your music right away? Hell yeah, what? That shit was crazy. Because at this time, I'm in high school. Hmm. You feel me? So while I'm in high school, like, I was just going to school. You feel me? I like... When something happens to your kitchen, you might say... This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. It looked good and shit, so I used to put on drip and shit, feel me? mess with the hoes and shit like that, but I wasn't too much trying to be no rapper. So when I made the song and people was fucking with it, I'm like, oh yeah, nah, that's hard. I kind of already had a little name around my school too, so that kind of helped too, feel me? It wasn't really that hard for people to start sending it around and sharing it and shit like yeah. that, feel me? Who'd you grow up listening to? Who were some of your favorite artists, then? Uh, Tupac, Biggie, Akon, Eminem, T.I., uh, Jeezy, Gucci Mane, and who else, who else, who else? I'm missing somebody. Shout it low. Okay. Hell yeah. yeah like, you know, from the I'm West from, Side, Yeah, man. you feel me? I'm from Atlanta, so like a lot of that shit was inevitable, you feel me? Yeah. Ludacris too, like I used to fuck with a lot of Ludacris music too. Okay. 
Yeah. What's the meaning behind the name Dino? It's kind of like a play off of uh, your real name, or mm-hmm. okay. it's like my government name uh, is Shamsuddin. It's Arabic. So growing up, my pops used to call me Shamsuddino. Like we had came up with a little, like a little nickname and shit. My stepdad, Shamsuddino. And then as I got older, it kind of just grew into the whole Dino thing. Like my mom just started calling me Dino randomly. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it, I'm a rap. I'm gonna say Dino, and I was. At that time, I was dumb short. I probably like five one. Like I was, are you really? Cause you're pretty tall now. You know what I'm saying? Like I grew. Like I grew fast, but I was like dumb short. So I'm gonna be Lil Dino. But then I thought I'm like, I'm from Atlanta. I don't even say Lil. It don't sound right. <laughs> but I'm Lil Dino. You feel me? So that's how I did it for real. I dig that, man. Facts. Uh, talk about taking this trip out to Africa, man. Man, Africa was cool, man. Like Africa definitely is on. Um, it's a place I feel like everybody should go to. I'm African. Like my. My mom, she's American, Cherokee, you feel me? And then my pops, he African, like straight from Gambia. Okay. So it's like, um, I already knew I was gonna end up having to go. Like, you know, when we young and shit like that, they always threaten you like, oh, you get in trouble, I'm gonna send you to Africa, I'm gonna send you over there, you feel me? So it's like, when I got older, I was like, I gotta make sure I go over there, see my family and shit, see my grandma, cousins, little brothers and all that stuff like that. So when I went, like, it was a movie. Like, I feel like Africa, like, it was fun. It humbled me. Yeah. Honestly, I'm gonna be honest, cause like coming from here, going over there, you realize how privileged we are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause going over there, they ain't really got that much water. Feel me? It's like it's a shortage. You can't just go and just waste water, or waste paper towels, shit like that. So I realized like it humbled me for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of people say once they go overseas, it's like an eye-opening experience, cause you get definite. to see like. Definitely, definitely. And like I had a lot of time over there to myself. So like when I was over there, I was um. Just kind of just figuring out flaws about myself and how to fix them, you know what I mean? Like how to get all the way right and how to just come back on a whole nother path. I told myself when I come back to America, I'm going crazy. Yeah. Like a lot of shit that I was taking before, I ain't taking it no more. You know what I mean? So that's how it is for real. And you got to perform over there too, right? Hell yeah, yeah. What? Man, that show was crazy. Like I had a show, it was about, I want to say like eight, 10,000 people. Oh, it was wow. somebody else show though. It yeah. was um a dude named Kombunka. He a Gambian artist, and he had like an album release party, and they basically reached out like, bro, you know, pull up type shit. I guess they seen what I was doing, seen what was going on, so they like pull up. I go out there and they loved me. You know what I mean? Like they they knew that I was one of them, but like when I told them like oh, I'm coming from America to come fuck with y'all, they like, oh nah, like you know what I'm saying? Like it's serious. <laughs> so they fucked with it. That shit was crazy, super crazy. Uh, that's a re- really dope experience right there, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dumb dope. Dumb dope. That shit was, that shit was like crazy. I ain't gonna count. Like, it was kind of like flabbergasting because like when I went out there, I already wasn't expecting that many people to be there, especially because I'm in a whole nother country. Yeah. So like the fact that I'm in another country, then there's all these people and they fucking with me. Oh yeah, nah, it's a movie. That's lit right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that shit yeah. was done lit. What's been one of the biggest sacrifices you had to make for your career so far for you to be able to be successful? Be successful. I lost a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Like with the music, I realized like people got to know how to play their role. When people don't know how to play their role, you know, you get caught up, you find yourself finding positions with the person that's really supposed to be there. You know, it's like you got to get the door open for everybody to walk in. If it's five niggas trying to get that one door open, the door ain't never going to be open. That's like we all walking through the door at the same time. You let that one person open that door, okay, boom, the door open. Now we all can walk in at the same time, you know what I mean? So it's just like, you got to know how to play your role, you feel me? So I had to cut a lot of friends off. I lost a lot of friends, you know, people want, they wanted to be where I was at, yeah. you know, not knowing, like, bro, you're going to be bigger than me. 
and just let me get the door open. So like I lost a lot of friends. Um, I lost, you know, sacrifice for it was just crazy. Cause like you realize like a lot of the love don't be real. It don't really be that genuine. You know what I mean? People they mess with you because of the jewelry, because mm -hmm. of the shoes, because of the, the clothes you're wearing, because of the money, the cars. But then when that's all gone, do they really, really mess with you? So it was like, I had to realize like, nah, a lot of people, they, they wasn't supposed to be in a situation that I'm in. So that really was the way I sacrificed a lot of friends and shit. Nah, that's real right there. Uh -huh. uh, talk to us about your most recent project, man, the PHP. Yeah, so Pray Hill Pain. Um, that's out right now. Went crazy, super crazy. I think they had like seven mil. Oh, wow. um, you know, all, all platform stuff. And I'm independent, so a lot of the shit that we be doing, like, it be crazy. Like, they be, they don't be expecting to see what I'm doing simply because I don't got no co-sign. I ain't signed no major label. So they be trying to figure out, like, what it is. Like, but I just really just go hard. So, like, Pray Hill Pain, that's out. Um, that just defined me for real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the whole project, Pray Hill Pain. That's what I do when I go through shit, I pray. And then now I got the aftermath that's coming out. It's coming out this month. Okay. Um, we ain't locked in a specific date, but it's coming out this month. That's basically like the deluxe type shit. Yeah. I'm gonna add probably like five, six new songs on there before I turn the chapter. So yeah, that, that's what it is, man. Pray Hill Pain out right now. Y'all go tune into that for sure. Yeah. So were you expecting seven million streams off Hell. of this when you dropped it, or did you know you were sitting on something pretty big? I knew I was sitting on something pretty good, but I ain't expect for it to do what it was doing. Like, like. After I dropped the project, see, I ain't gonna lie, when I was making the project, I knew like I'm making it to help people and to basically like for the folk that relate to me. Yeah. So it was like when I was making it, after I dropped it, literally like two days later, I was having flooded DMs. Oh, you changed my life. Mm -hmm. I almost killed myself. Oh, I lost my brother. Oh, such and such got locked up. This song is what I related to the most. So it was like, when I start seeing it, I was like, oh yeah, nah, it's doing something. But like before I, when I first put it out though, I knew it was gonna do something, but seven mil, hell nah. Yeah. What does it mean for you when you get those type of messages, man? Because a lot of artists don't yeah. reach people like that, man. They, they may don't. have some turn up music, That's you know, that people rock to, but to touch them fact. on a personal level like that, it's pretty rare. Um, for real, for real, like, it meant a lot. Because it's like, my, my whole motive was to put the music out for people to reflect to it, you get what I'm saying? But like once I seen like they was really gravitating to it and it was making sense and there was so many other people that was going through the same shit I'm going through, it made me feel like, okay, I'm doing something right. You know what I mean? Cause it's like when you're doing the music, one thing for sure, you gotta put out a message that follows you. You're not finna put out no message that don't follow you cause then how is it gonna be relatable? Regardless if you're trying to rap about somebody else's lifestyle, that shit gotta reflect back to you. Cause if not, it's gonna get shown. So it's like when I told myself, like, bro, if I make this prayer hell pain, it got to reflect me. Literally, everything I'm rapping about, either shit I done seen, been through, or what I'm going through currently. You get what I'm saying? So that's really how it was for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was the inspiration on the single, Lil Thotty? Man, Lil Thotty, <laughs> oh my God. That shit's crazy. Um, that project, I ain't even had no inspiration for real. Like, I really, that song was made just on the, on the fly. Like, I had went to the studio randomly, made the record, um, and it was just one of them days, you know, I was turned up. Like, I felt like shit, I wanna got to even talk to the hoes. My manager had already been said, like, we probably need to try to find like a club banger. So it was like, when she said that, I remembered it, but I didn't, I wouldn't think about it when I made the record, I just made the song. And next thing you know, that shit up doing what it was doing. 
And it's crazy because like that song like really like we didn't even have that in the loops of things like before that song came out i already had the pray hill pain was finna drop then that project was supposed to be dropping in like february you okay. know what i'm saying so it was like i had already had a release date for it i already had like a rollout then i made little thotty and instantly everybody knew it was a hit i posted like a little trailer to it and it was crazy the bros telling me like, bro, he telling me like, bro, I ain't gonna lie, that motherfucker, that's one of them. Then Lady B calling me like, nah, I ain't gonna cap, that's one of them. We might need to hold off with the project. So that's how it was for real. Yeah. Drop the song and that shit ended up going crazy. Chart going crazy. Billboard on the, the urban charts, man. Yeah, yeah, that bit charted. Uh, it got uh, three mil, uh, global streams. Uh, I had did like a challenge, you feel me? Like a little twerking challenge at the time. And like, they really fucked with that. Like a lot of girls and stuff were making dance videos to it. So that's really how it started spreading out. Then we were hitting the clubs every night, making sure the DJs play the record over and over again. Yeah. So that's really how that song ended up doing this thing. Like, shout out Lil Dottie for sure. Yeah. Definitely. What definitely. was your reaction when you heard it on the radio too? That shit was crazy. See, cause my manager and my team, they don't, like we talk about the business, but like, who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Certain things they try to, like, hold down, um, certain things they try to, like, hold down with telling me, you get what I'm saying? Like, they try to, like, you know, just kind of just let it happen. So I didn't even know it was going to be on the radio. I was just with one of the guys. He like, hey, bro, somebody just posted on Instagram and your song on the radio. So I looked, I'm like, oh, nah, that's crazy. That's super crazy. <laughs> it's a that good surprise on. to have, man. What? Bro, I was too turned. I was like, nah, it's over with now. Yeah. At that point, I thought I was, I thought I was, I thought I was out of here. You feel me? That's it. Uh, what about the, the new single, uh, One Time with Tusi, man? This one's starting to go up right now. Yeah, One Time, uh, that's out right now. Um, that song really came together because we was on tour together. We okay. went on like a little uh, HBCU DTLR tour. And that's when we had linked up. I had a little show. We performed and stuff, connected. Uh, and then maybe like a couple months later, our managers ended up tuning in with each other. They had already previously like had relations and do other artists and stuff like that. But they tuned in like, bro, I think these two will sound good. They need to get a record in. Hmm. So we ended up making the record. And we had sat on that record for about like, like eight, nine months before we even released it. Just because we knew how hard the record was and we knew like when we put it out, how we wanted to roll it out and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, nah, that song came together real good. And it's chemistry. Cause we had already kind of had like a previous relationship beforehand. It wasn't like, oh, you know, like, oh, I don't know who he is. Yeah. Just random artists like, nah, we kind of already knew what it was with each other. So nah, that song dope. came out real, real dope. Yeah. What was that tour like, the DTLR tour, man? Cause he had a bunch of artists on there too. Yeah, it was me, Jack Boy, Trap Boy Freddy, um, Tusi, um, it was a, it was hella artists, you feel me? But like that was crazy. That was my first um like that was like my first tour for real. Like shut out DTLR, they had um got in with my manager and stuff like that, and they put it together. But like that was my first time performing. I ain't gonna say in front of hella people, but that was my first real tour. You get yeah. what I'm saying? So like shout out DTLR, that shit was crazy. I ain't gonna lie. No, Great shit, experience for real. Yeah, that shit look turned too, man. Uh -huh. So looking forward to the aftermath, though. The aftermath. What should fans expect from here? Is going, what type of vibes are you going to give them on these uh, new songs? Man, look, on the new songs, it's basically just following up with Prairie Hills Pain. You get what I'm saying? Like before I was giving y'all 
the uh, experiences. Now I'm basically giving y'all after you pray for the pain. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like it's the aftermath. You know what I mean? Like beforehand, you know, we talking about love. We talking about losing people. We talking about how to get over losing people. We talking about um, you and your girl going through something, how to get her back. Like we got songs like that on the original. So like now it's like, okay, now we discussing after you did that, what is next? Like, okay, now me and my girl, we was arguing, now we good, now let me rap about that. Or oh, okay, like, I was broke. I prayed about it, got right, got everything situated. Now I'm living lovely. Like, that's kind of how the aftermath going for real. Kind of like me? that elevation. Definite, definite. See, like, people was expecting, like, um, I ain't gonna tell you what songs is on there yet, cause I wanted to surprise <laughs> them. You feel me, I'll tune in with you after this. But like, yeah. people was kind of expecting for like, um. They want more like, some people want more club bangers, some people want more of this. They're like, okay, Lil Thotty done did top 30 on radios. That's good. Now it's time to do something else. You know what I mean? Now it's time to step in another lane and rock out with these people. Like I'm on a whole nother vibe. I'm on R&B type music, I'm on the hip hop. I can do whatever it is, versatile. So like, that's kind of what I'm on with it for real. Yeah. After that, finna go crazy. I'll tune in for real. Yeah. What was it like going up to New York on that promo run? That shit was crazy. New York, I always, like, I already be in New York, you get what I'm saying? Like, New York kind of like second home for real. Like, I got a crib up there. Okay. So it was like, yeah, so it was like, um, that's where my family is at. I got a lot of cousins, like, especially dude with me, like, being that I'm African, a lot of my African family, they went to New York when they came straight from Africa. So I got a lot of cousins, aunties, my brother up there, my sister up there, you get what I'm saying? So it was like, I be in New York all the time. So when I went for the promo run, it was just like home. It was like, okay, I'm working. At home, yeah. you get what I'm saying? So yeah, it was cool. That's Shout out New York for sure. That's dope, man. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned still being independent, man. I'm sure, you know, other labels been reaching out. Definitely, definitely. What do you look for out of a label if you are to sign with them? Um, really just genuine. Like, just I want the deal to be genuine. I don't even, see, because a lot of times you hear artists say, oh, I want this much money. I want this much money. People don't know, like, Everything that that label give, you got to give them right back. Yep. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, I learned the business behind it. So that's really why I haven't signed yet. I didn't had a lot of labels come to me. You know what I mean? I would say label, but I don't want to put them on front street. But I had a lot of labels, major labels come to me trying to sign me. But it's just like, as long as it makes sense and it's uh, it works out in the best of both of our interests, then I'm going to sign. You know what I'm saying? So like marketing, you feel me? Of course I want some money in the beginning. You know, a nice little advance check. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, like as long as it's good, it's structured right, then yeah, I'm a sign for sure. Yeah, I don't think that you're in a rush since you're nah. having so much success doing no, it. Okay, know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't rushing. You know what I'm saying? A lot of artists, when they come, artists get signed, it be because the management of the team might be losing out on some money. They might kind of get tired of spending money out of their pocket. So, like, okay, let's use this label money. We get money for real, you know what I mean? So it's like anything that a label could do, I ain't gonna say we could do it, but we, we almost there. So it's like, it gotta just make sense. Like if a label come in, they gotta be able to really put in just as much work as we putting in for it to go somewhere. You know what I mean? Nah, absolutely, man. Mm-hmm. So you got the aftermath coming. What what's some other plans, goals that you have for 2022? Um, the aftermath, um, I'm gonna drop another project later on. I'm not sure when. But I'm trying to at least dish out like two projects after the aftermath this year. Okay. Two projects. I'm gonna be dropping singles. You know what I mean? A lot of music videos. Story of a Lost Soul. That music video is coming out. Lover Boy is coming out. Um, Do You Love Me music video is coming out. 
Uh, I plan on going on like tours, you know what I mean? I plan on traveling the world, getting more experiences, just traveling just on some vacay things, but then working while I'm on vacation, just to see the world and shit like that. So that's really it, making more money and just going crazy. You feel me? Definitely. I think that, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got any advice for the youth, for the new generation coming up right now, Dino? Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to the music, if you're trying to be successful with the music, just go hard. And don't let nobody tell you not to go hard. Don't let nobody try to discourage you from what you're doing. Um, Make sure you stay focused. Watch the people that's around you. Because a lot of times, people that be backburning you be the folk that be closest to you. So just watch them and just stay focused. Just go hard. Um, And appreciate every opportunity you get. Because not everybody get that opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, if you see somebody trying to help you out, take the help. Don't try to make it seem like you know better than them. Because, man, you can learn from anybody. Uh, what they call it, Albert Einstein learned from people. So it's like really just stay focused for real and just, just go hard, honestly. Go hard for real. With anything you're doing, that's with the music. If you're trying to be a doctor, lawyer, if you want to go to college for forensics, whatever it is, just go hard. Like Don't let nobody discourage you from that for real. No, that's real. Mm-hmm. All right, you got any shout outs you like to give before we wrap it up here? For sure, man. Shout out to my brothers. Shout out Randy, J-Wo, Tone. Shout out the whole of life. With cameraman Rico, shout out Lady B, um, shout out ATM, shout out for life, shout out everybody, shout out my brother Shahid, shout out the gang, shout out to you, bro, for me, Dirty Glove Bastard, and shout out to KR, KR, uh, that's the last shout out, that's the biggest one, that's my, that's my label, you know what I mean, that's me and my my management label, me and my auntie, you know what I mean, Cassini Records, shout out to them, and yeah, man, this it's lit, for real, bro. I appreciate being here, for real, for real, bro, no problem, man. I said, open up my mind for the money count. Bro locked in the cell, he gone away, told him hold it down. Peaked up as always and prayed to God that he come around. And prayed that. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.